Thank you for tuning in to the fifth episode of What Do You Say Anime. Today's topic is on the new Netflix documentary, Enter the Anime. A documentary focused on trying to explain the popularity of anime by interviewing several people whose job it is to help make and create anime. For this episode, I wanted to get a counterbalance of my weebness and bring in a special co-host who essentially doesn't understand why I watch anime in the first place. My girlfriend Kayla. So sit back, hold on to your Dragon Balls, and let's get this party started. Hello, welcome everybody. My name is Peter and with me today is my lovely co-host, Kayla. Kayla, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, this is Kayla. Alright, uh, <laughs> Kayla is my girlfriend. Uh, Kayla, can you give the people your perspective on anime and maybe some animes you have seen in the past? Uh, sure. So, before I met you, really didn't know that much about anime at all. That's fair. Um, obviously I watched Pokemon, because who doesn't? Um, other than that, I really just thought it was a super nerdy thing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know. Didn't really know. Yep. Um, now that I've known a little bit more about it, I appreciate the art more and I can see the appeal of it, but I still am not, you know, a firm believer. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> doing my best to try to convince her to watch certain things. I did heavily persuade her to watch A Silent Voice, and we are one episode through Haiku, if you remember watching that, mm-hmm. the volleyball anime. But today... The whole point of this podcast is we watched the Netflix documentary Enter the Anime, and I wanted to get two different perspectives. One, mine, who watches anime a lot, and Kayla's perspective, who has watched very little. And this this documentary is based off of a filmmaker who is trying to grasp why the anime culture and why anime is so popular in general. And it's an hour-long document. I'm gonna say this right now: a quote-unquote documentary <laughs> on Netflix because yeah. <laughs> we have some things to say about that. First, I'm gonna sort of jump into how they start the documentary from somebody who watches a lot of anime, and that is to 
talk to the director of Netflix's Castlevania, where if you are a true anime nerd like me, Castlevania is not an anime. It is not made in Japan. It is made in North America. So to a lot of people, it's not considered an anime, even though it is animated. Even There's a lot of controversy. If you might not know about that, Kayla... I knew that. A lot of people don't consider anime made in America as real anime. That was one of my questions, too. Was like, does it count? Because he wasn't from Japan, was he? He's not from Japan, and it's not made in Japan. I was like, this is stupid. Yes, it is made in... It's made for Netflix at Netflix. And I thought that was a very strange way to start off the documentary for somebody who has watched anime in the past, but I'm assuming to you it probably meant nothing. Well, I mean, she started off by saying, I literally don't know anything about anime, and she goes ahead and proves herself right. That's the true. very first you make, thing that's that a, she That's does. a very valid point. She does not know <laughs> anything about anime, so she goes and visits the, or the I guess he's the director of Castlevania, who that is not anime. So actually, for somebody, if this is targeted towards new people... Maybe that makes sense. But I guess for somebody like me, I found that very, like, that doesn't make any sense to me type of thing. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it could have been utilized really well if she was like, don't know anything about anime, I'm gonna go to the one person who I know who, like, maybe this is anime. Yes. But, like, she doesn't ever go in to explain, like, oh, no, I actually figured out this is what it means. She's just like... Just like, oh, this is like one anime, and what, like, she clearly doesn't ever learn what it is. Yes. But it, it could have been. A it kind of thing. feels like it has a sense of like, she Googled, well, in the in the documentary, she literally Googles what is anime, and I feel like what popped up was an ad for Netflix. And it's like, hey, uh, Netflix has anime since you, because they can like track your IP and be like, hey, I bet you have Netflix. Anime has Netflix. She or also Netflix. For Netflix. Yes. So, so I'm sure there was since, some sort of like since you push said that, that. Since you said that, let's transition to that. So <laughs> in the show, the lead so the the person who's directing the movie and producing the movie and filming the movies or the documentary is interviewing different directors and producers and like character designists for shows such as Castlevania, Be the Beginning, Baki, Agretzko, Seven Seas, Ultraman, Ghost in the Shell. And what do all of those have in common? They are all on Netflix. So it's like, this is why I was doing quote-unquote, it's a documentary, because it's more of an ad for anime on Netflix. And at the end of it, though, it did say, like, these are all now streaming on Netflix. Yes, it did. So... That was, a, that was a thing. So if you don't know these shows, you're probably just like, oh, they're picking a wide variety of shows because there's some that are, like, yeah. CG. Um, some that are, like, stop. I already forgot what CG was. CG is, like, computer graphics. It's, like, a, it's not, like, hand-drawn. It's, like, made on, like, computers. Oh. Where, like, they're using, like, um, I don't know the the what they use to make it, but, like, a lot of times some animes are, like, hand-drawn and then they turn them into panels and they can make the anime like that, where this CG is, like, they use computer graphics to make the anime itself, so it looks a little clunky. Uh, that's the best way. A lot of CG animes are really poor-looking because I don't know if the technology is there or not, but they can't put the details in like you can with, like, hand-drawn because... 
Right. Yeah, so... Is that different than the the 3D one, too? Is there another... Um, so it's different from, like... I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Well, the one guy... I thought that there was a different one where he was, like, punching him. Yeah, so that was... Uh, so they showed like two violent punching ones. I think it was Baki and I, I think Be the Beginning was the other one, which are both CG animes. Oh. They're the same, but like it varies in different um, in terms of like production value. Where if they have more money and time, they can make it look better, mm. and they could also make the animes faster in CG. Mm. Um, oh, they also talked about the stop motion one too. The stop motion, yeah. So the this. Uh, Going back, so they, they picked, like, a large variety of animes that they're doing interviews on the directors for. So, CG stop, like, stop, what's it called? Stop action, stop know. motion. <laughs> um, like, regular anime, like a Gretzko. Um, yeah, and they just picked, like, a wide variety. But if you were familiar with, if you're, oh, sorry, if you're not familiar with what's on Netflix you would think that they did, like, a nice variety of shows to pick from. But if you are familiar with Netflix's lineup, then you would know that all of these are Netflix shows. So it's like, you're not really picking something out of a variety. You're literally just picking on what's currently airing on Netflix or what's going to be currently airing on Netflix. So I really did not like that part. Yeah. And how they, like, did the interviews with the directors were, I thought, was, like, really bad. Um, they didn't really talk a lot. I shouldn't say they, they did definitely talk a, about the anime itself that they're interviewing about, but I feel like they wanted you to have some form of like background on these shows. So for example, um, for the be the beginning, they're asking the director questions about season two. Mm-hmm. And so if you're familiar with anime, maybe you know about season two, but if you're new to this genre you have no idea like what the hell they're talking about and like the whole point of this uh documentary is targeted from somebody who doesn't know anything about anime so i thought why are you asking questions about a season two of a show when you don't know what anime is so that was a really really confusing to me um and they didn't really do like a whole lot of background on I guess for one of the scenes they did do backgrounds on like past works, but a lot of times it was literally just like promoting whatever they're doing on Netflix right now. And like, I don't know, they had the director from Be the Beginning who has made over 20 different animes. And he's, his, he asked the, one of the questions is, what is like your favorite anime that you worked on? And he says, Be the Beginning. So it's, of course, the one anime he's made that's on Netflix. Uh... It's like, are you, is that really your most, like, respected, like, work you've ever done is this Netflix anime that, uh, I don't think it, it's kind of popular, but no one in, like, my circle has watched that show. A lot of shows on Netflix people don't watch. That's true. So, I feel like that's part of the reason why this is more of an ad than a documentary. Yeah. Which sucks, because I think that if they actually made a really good documentary towards people who don't aren't or aren't familiar with anime it would be like a really good like there's no movies like that out there or documentaries out there like that so like Mm -hmm. if you were actually interested in anime this is a really good type of documentary to watch and instead they turned it into an ad yeah i agree yeah that's just yeah when they were talking about the second 
season on whatever show. I was yeah. like, I literally don't give a fuck. I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Like, tell me where you came up with the idea of this. Like, yes. Tell me what inspired this. Yes. Like, and, but instead it was like, oh, I'm not going to give a spoiler for season two. Like, yeah. Cool. And then they had, like, clips and scenes about talking about, like, the stories of the, the show from, like, I think the one of the first ones they did was Baki, which is, like, a prisoners beating the crap at each other type yeah. of thing. Classic. Where there's, like, scenes of the action happening and, like, the story's progressing and they're talking about the story and it's like, I don't know anything about this show. Like, who are you trying to appeal this to? Yeah. And... They do a really, really poor job of explaining, like, what the purpose of the interviews are. Because it seems like she's the main lady who's doing these interviews is, like, setting out for... She sets out to Japan, essentially, to, like, interview these people. And she has, like, this goal in mind that she wants to learn anime. So how she's going to do it, she's going to interview these directors of these really popular shows. And then... How is she going to do it? She's going to be asking questions about episode seven. It's like, (laughs) what? How are you learning what anime is from this? And then they do like a really poor job of explaining like anime culture in Japan. Mm -hmm. They literally, there's like a scene of them in like a fashion district. We're showing off different people's fashion styles that are, these are from anime related things and they're not at all. Um, if you remember when there's like 50s greasers dancing in a park, that's not based off anime. There's not a grease version of anime? No, there's not. anime version of grease. There's music and drama. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if there is a grease anime. Let me know if there is a grease anime out there, but there's, it's like explaining these cultures that are like, uh, there's like some lolitas and is that an anime thing like kind a, of like a pedophilia type of like young girl thing yeah that's disgusting yeah that's why i was like yeah Ew. okay so i don't agree i guess that. we could branch into that for a second <laughs> real quick so people who are like into that thing is are they're called lolicons oh my god so there's a lot of debate about this i feel like this could be a separate podcast <laughs> but me, personally, I do not find those characters attractive or sexualized in any way, but there's people who are, that's their thing, and they justify it because it's animated. I was going to say, you shouldn't be with me then, because I'm far older than 12. Yes. <laughs> so there's a very popular anime YouTuber, his name is Digibro, he's like one of the top, I don't know, let's say 10 like anime YouTubers out there, and he has a very, very strong stance on this. In terms of he is pro Lolicon because since they're animated that it's fine to sexualize little girls essentially. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he there's like a lot of debate about this. Yes. So I can, I like I don't know. It's back to what we were saying about this. Okay, so back to back to this this, this they're in this fashion district mm-hmm. and they're explaining all of these different Oh man, something's going on downstairs. But there's, they're explaining all these different fashion senses that are based off anime, which is like completely not true. It's like there's, they have they have fashion. I don't know how to describe. It's really hard to describe. But the the documentary essentially makes it seem like these styles are made from anime. 
Like, if it wasn't for anime, these people would not be dressing like this. And it's like, that's not true at all. People express themselves in ways all the time, regardless of, like... I mean, they, they can branch it off from, like, music, culture, TV. I guess you can say anime, too, or something like that. But, like, the documentary, like, makes a point. Like, all these people are like this because of anime. And it's like, yeah. that's not true at all. I mean... Well, that was one of the things that I was thinking about. Branch off of it. Go for it. Um, because in Japan, I feel like um, it's a culture that's largely not as expressive. So I feel like there's a way for people to really express themselves through anime and through those characters yes. and stuff like that. I mean, I agree that, you know these ideas aren't just born from anime and they're solely because of anime, yep. but I think largely, like, if you think about Western culture and movies, like, if you were to think of anime as, like, all that, like, you have that here in human-related sure. movies or kids' movies or music or whatever mm-hmm. um, that people do. Yes, and, uh, for, like, it's, like you said, uh, like, expressing yourselves, um, a lot of times in, like, Japanese schools, like, you're only allowed to have black hair. And they ha- right. they all wear uniforms regardless yeah. if it's, like, a public school or something like that. So, especially, like, this fashion district scene where it's, like, it's anime. I don't know. It's just, like, it's not. It, sure, part of it is from anime. And a lot of anime is reflect. A lot of shows in anime reflect, like, these fashion that people are showing off. But to say that... the anime culture as these people expressing themselves. I was like, this is like, everyone knows that's not true. Like, it's kind of just like, there's a lot of things where it kind of drove me crazy. (laughs) It'd be different if she says like, oh, these people look, since she's like newer to anime and stuff like that, it'd be, it would be cool. Like if she said like, I've seen this in anime and it's cool that people are reflecting it because like, it's like a Japanese culture thing, but it's not, it's not from anime. It's, like a Japanese culture thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that entire, well, the entire documentary, quote unquote, was more of a commentary on just like media platforms yes. than it was on anime. Like, yes. Oh, there's this type of media that you can do, and these are the people who design the costumes, and these are the people who wears the costumes. Like, that's such an easy answer. You literally can say that about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not specific to what makes anime like special or such like you know like a concentrated group like i feel like i didn't learn anything about that all i learned was like oh it's like anything else yes because like um like for example they have like picture people with like and like colorful clothes and like pink hair and stuff like that and they said like this is anime it's like well what if they got inspired from like david bowie or something like that it's like you don't know right like, unless you literally, like, walked up to them, which they don't do this in the documentary. Like, you walked up and be like, hey, what, ex- like, how, how are you inspired by, like, your fashion? And they, they said, like, oh, like, I watched this anime and it, it really inspired me to, like, dress like this. And I really like that. Then that would be different. But they're just like, here's a person with pink hair. They watch anime. It's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and it's like, it kind of, like. The whole point of, like, the documentary is, like, diving into anime culture. It's, like, now you're just stereotyping people. And it's, like, are you trying to, like, dive into this culture? Or are you just, like, guessing? And She was doing it for a job. Doing it for a job, for sure. And, like, 95% guessing. Like, 
oh, I have to dig deeper, so I'm going to go to Toei Animation, the Disney of Tokyo, or, like, of animation. It's, like, Toei Animation is not the Disney of anime. Like, I just, I looked it up right now. Do they have giant names of shows? Absolutely. They created Dragon, or they, say they created, but they have produced Dragon Ball Z, which is... Even my mom has heard of Dragon Ball Z. You might have not heard of One Piece, but One Piece is like the number one or number two anime in the world. It's what? been yes, it's huge. It has okay. like it has like eight hundred and like seventy episodes or something like that, and it's still Jesus. going. So I'm trying to like they're like the DreamWorks mm. of animation, maybe. They are not the Disney. Like, a lot of their <laughs> shows are from the nineties that were huge. Mm. They haven't came out with anything like massive. Let me just, uh, so they did Dragon Ball Z, Digimon, Sailor Moon. Yeah, those are all. Uh, the Slam Dunk. So these, Yu-Gi-Oh. So they do a lot of like these, definitely kid-based shows, uh, targeted, I'd say. And I can see how they can kind of say, it's like, saying they're the Disney of, anime is such a terrible terrible because yeah. disney comes out with bangers every year that's true and if, if i asked you the name all the disney movies off the top of your head you could probably list 20 in five minutes if you wanted to or something like that i could probably do way more than that but okay and <laughs> absolutely and i had to google toy animation shows yeah because i didn't know that they made dragon ball z so th- it's kind of like i don't know to say that they are the Disney, this is just like one of the things that drives me crazy in the animation is that, that they make these statements on anime, and it's like that's not true at all. Like anybody who watches anime knows that knows that Toei Animation is not Disney of it. But if they're trying to target somebody new, you might think since they told you that, that's just false information. That they'd be like. Oh, look at that. Oh, I should look up Toei shows. Oh, by the way, there's a Toei show on Netflix. You should watch it. It's like <laughs> just such a terrible ploy towards yeah. trying to target these like shows that they did. And I don't know, it kind of drove me crazy that, that they consider this a documentary, essentially. Yeah, I would have been far more interested if they scrapped all the directors and just went to talk to people on the streets like... You know, what animes do you like? Like, yep. how do they relate to your life? What got you started in it? Like, that would be way more interesting to me, and I would learn a lot more. The one thing I actually really liked, that I had to, like, I had to, like tap on your shoulder, because I'm like, hey, this part is actually good compared to the rest of the documentary, is when they're... I thought that was when I was falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's when, when they were talking about, like, like, what would you do... If you had more oh, time, yeah, yeah. like, would you live, would you continue living in Tokyo to that guy who made some other Netflix show? He's like, no, I don't want to live in Tokyo. Like, yeah. and the other people's like, what if I do, if I had more time, I would sleep. And it's like, it, that was cool. Cause you got like a in-depth mm-hmm. personal thing of who these people are, which I thought that's what the whole point of like interviewing these directors right. is you can learn who these people are. And it's like, that was the f- well, that last 45 seconds of me yeah, being was... actually entertained by this documentary. Yeah. I'm trying to think that, and then I like that part, and then kind of the part where they did the singer, where they show her singing Cruel Angel's oh, Thesis yeah. from one of the most 
This is, it's from one of the most influential shows of all time. Mm-hmm. It's called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Why have I not heard of it? I know, right? <laughs> uh, Clearly I've been influenced by it. Yes, but it's a very, very influential, popular show. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that they did different, something different. Because they did, instead of the director of Neon Genesis, they did the girl who did the opening song for it, which is... One of the most popular songs in Japan of all time. So yeah. that was kind of cool. And I liked how they kind of like talked about her, about her favorite part of like Neon Genesis and like how it's like influenced. Cause now she's like a pop star kind of from like this like song from anime and it kind of like transcends just anime, but like into music and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool. So I like that part a lot, but Man, I can't really name a whole lot of good things about the show, the movie. Did you have anything that you liked? I mean, I would agree with you on those two, like the woman singer and then the part where, like, you actually learn something about the directors. I think that was, like, the only collective maybe five minutes of this hour-long documentary that, like, makes you actually relate to them as people. Yes, and thank God it is an hour long because... (laughs) Although, we had to take a break, and I looked at my phone and saw that there's 19 yeah, minutes left like, in the movie. I'm fuck. like, really? Like, I mean, I guess we're this far. We might as well finish it. But that was like a a real, like, I don't know how to describe it. I really thought, it was like one of those moments when you're in like a time warp. You're yes. like, it's literally been seven hours. How yeah. is there still 19 minutes left? Yes. It's like it's like it's like at work and you're working yeah. and you think like two hours has passed by and you look down the clock and it's been twenty minutes. You're like, what? Like, it's only been twenty minutes. It's kind of the same thing with this documentary where it's just like, when is it going to end? I do not want to watch this anymore. There's so many scenes of just false information. Um, the scene where it, it looks like they're, like, spying on the director for, like, interrogating him. Oh, yeah, them. he was, like, in a jail cell, which it's was like, stupid. Yeah, it's like, you set up this interview for a director, and then you're making it seem like he's in prison, and yeah. you're trying to question him. It's like, what part of you, like, in terms of just, like, overall filmmaking, like, what part of you thought that this was a good idea? Like, there was no part of it where it was, like, this is such, this is some edgy and compelling stuff. It's like this, I've never seen this before in a movie. It's like, there's probably a reason why, because this is terrible. <laughs> it was... My guess was that she had to do it because Netflix paid her to. And yes. probably, no offense, but probably not that many people are going to watch it. I feel like, because this definitely got some steam in the anime community just oh. because of how big of a name Netflix is. And That's then, true. And, like, I like the name Enter the Anime. Like, it's like since the basis is trying to introduce people to anime, it kind of had, like, a it had a good, like, selling point. Like, mm-hmm. if someone said, you need to watch Enter the Anime, the documentary, I'm like, it sounds kind of cool. And then it's like, then you start, I did a little bit of research before watching it, and I realized how bad it got pandered, and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to, like, do this. Because... A lot of times people say one thing and it's like, I don't know, not as bad or not as good as somebody says. And they were right on the money. This is (laughs) trash. (laughs) 
Well, I had no expectations going into this movie, and somehow it did not meet them. Yes. I'm going to play a game real quick with you. Oh, God. On a scale from 1 to 10, what do you think its IMDb score is? So let's say uh, The Godfather is like a 9 on IMDb. I know what the scoring is on IMDb. Okay. I'm just like giving you a relative. Okay, Godfather's 9. What's a silent voice? Probably like... They rate anime movies lower, so it's probably like an eight point. So I'd say like That's eight. Really to, high. Yeah, but like the movie's great, so it shouldn't okay, be a ten. Whatever. But I think it's at like the eight to eight point five. I would give it a. 2.3. Wow, that's pretty good. It was a two point nine. <laughs> what? Yes. So that's like gives you a pretty good example. I think it has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That that's not surprising. Um. So that, that means that everybody should trust my word on anime, then. What's that? Because I was really close in the yes. IMDb score. Yes. But I guess the biggest thing is, for someone who like me and someone like you who has watched this, like, who is this? Who do you think this is, like, targeted for? Like, it's kind of like a hodgepodge of, like, everything. And it's, like, targeted... It's trying to target one group... And does it, like, a really bad job at targeting all groups, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, like, if I were to recommend anybody to watch this, I would just say don't. Yes. <laughs> and I wish I had a better example so. of, like, something to watch instead of this. It's, like, it definitely, like, introduce somebody to... Your podcast. That's... <laughs> hey, you Got said... Got a plug. <laughs> you, said, you said it, not me. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I also have, I want to ask you a question, though, before we log off on this episode of the podcast. Okay. You're a big book reader. Yep. You read a lot of books. Oh, where is this going? What's, uh, tell, tell people what your favorite, like, you have a couple favorite books in mind. Like, your all-time favorite books. Uh, so, maybe someone who reads books, maybe. Why, why you gotta do this Cause, to Because I, I want the people, the I want, uh, this is part of it. You could have asked me before. I could have. <laughs> But this is this is that's what makes the podcast fun. Okay. What, name like your top three books of all time. Um, Americana. Americana. By Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Bless you. <laughs> She's a great writer. Okay. Um, probably Housekeeping by Marilyn Robinson, and. Uh, I don't know. Okay. We what is there's a poem book that I really like. Okay. Milk and Honey. Okay, sorry. Milk and Honey, okay. Yeah. Of all the books you've read, what book would make the best anime? Well, those are like realistic fiction. This realistic fiction anime. Harry Potter? That's a good one. <laughs> I, th- I think Harry... I, I actually made a Facebook post. I said Harry Potter would be an amazing anime. What? Yes. I think I think that's a really good answer. Apparently I need to sock you harder because I didn't see that. It's from... It's probably from a couple years ago. No. Okay. Do you have any other closing statements before we head off? No. Would you recommend this documentary to anybody? Unless you want to not be interested in anime. I think it's a really good movie yes. to watch if you're trying to fall asleep. That's, I mean, I can think of other things to watch. Okay. To so on here we do a scale from 1 to 10 solid numbers. What would you give this documentary? Okay, quote documentary. 2. I would also give it a 2. <laughs> I would 
I think if it's your first time watching anime or your hundredth time or your thousandth time, I think this documentary does absolutely nothing. It's an <laughs> ad for Netflix on anime. And I th- I do think, personal conspiracy theory, that Netflix will take over the anime scene, but that's down the road. So oh, Netflix is going to take over human life as we know it. So. A- Amazon and Netflix. That's true. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that wraps up episode five of the podcast. Kayla, thank you for being such a trooper. I was forced into this. You, were, you had a choice. <laughs> thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye.